When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, welcome to Starcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan. I'm the host of Starcastic Remarks, and we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are the only fan-led Dallas Stars podcast as well. Please go and use the promo code THP, and the next time you go and use the DraftKings app, that lets them know that we are the ones that sent you, and we'd really appreciate that. We get a little bit of support when you do said thing. Um this is the after-game review for game number 51 against the Nashville Predators. It, it was a tie game, it, but the, the Stars ended up losing this today today in a shootout, 2-1. to one. And honestly, guys, how are y'all doing tonight? Um, I don't know how I feel about this game. I'm just kind of like, meh. What, 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 what's y'all's feelings in tonight's game? I'm as happy as you can be while losing. So we still technically lost. We lost one to one somehow, which is idiotic. Anyway, I digress. We, we, the Stars played a good game, and they really deserved to win this game. Uh, you could tell that they didn't really have their legs fully, and that's because last night they played especially top heavy minutes. Tonight, still top heavy minutes. I mean, I don't know how those guys were still skating in overtime. So that was good from them. From the start, you could tell the Stars were playing hard. The only part of the game where I felt like they kind of let up was after the first goal for the Preds in the first period. But then once the second period hit, obviously right back onto it. We'll get into the goal summary for that one. But I'm really happy with the way the Stars played this game. Got a big, important one point. That's huge. Three points out of four when we're expecting two. I'll take it. Take the extra point. And we should also mention that the, the Stars were not able to leave last night because of the ice that's going on in the Dallas area. So they were not able to take a plane to uh, to Nashville until I think this afternoon is when they actually got there. Mm-hmm. So that's another big factor. It's a little bit different maybe. But, you know, honestly, during the broadcast, the Rope Hints even said, no, it was kind of nice to sleep in my own bed. And, yeah, we had to have a flight today and then play a game. But it, it was nice to sleep in my own bed. Uh, James, what were your thoughts for tonight's game? Yeah, it definitely felt like the Stars played a very solid game tonight. And they and five on five, they definitely looked like the better team. So and, and we'll get into that as we go on here tonight. But uh if you had to give a MVP for the game for the Dallas Stars, who would it be on your MVP list? Number one. Jake Ottinger, still. He's playing great, yeah. still solid, super confident. I mean, he saves three shootout goals which 90 percent of the time means that you won the shootout didn't happen i guess tonight but still it was a great outing by him still i love that bones put him back in 
I think it was definitely the right decision. He still played great, especially on the penalty kill. He played really well, so great game from him. James, what do you think? I mean, overall, I didn't think, like, anyone particularly stood out tonight, but it was just, like, the team overall played well. So, um, it Mine is not really a it, – it's not a player. It's a – faction of the team it's the special teams tonight uh, specifically the penalty kill side um and i and i know you're giving me that face a little bit chris because obviously the stars did not score on the power play tonight and especially that four minute uh or not the four minute all the power plays that we had uh weren't very good tonight but we had a couple of decent shots but it, maybe i should specifically say just the penalty kill tonight was probably my mvp for tonight because it, it especially in the second period it kept us in the game so um, and, and, you know, before I get into the end of the goal summary, uh, tonight, I, I'm just very conflicted tonight. Like, I, I just feel tired if that makes any sense. Are y'all, are y'all feeling like tired? Oh, poor you. I know. I mean, but the, those but, two back-to-back games got me tough on the body, <laughs> huh, Ryan? I, I know. Yeah. Sitting here staring <laughs> at his screen while, you know, uh, other people are doing all the work, but I- anyways, just A part of me is happy with the way that the Stars played tonight. I cannot be unhappy with the way that the Stars played tonight. Absolutely cannot. They played great, but they they can't get goals to support Ottinger, who is playing really well, and they're leaving points yeah. out again. I'll tell you what's frustrating me the most is the power play. Because we they, they put that graphic up showing our power play in the month of February. They said it was 23rd worst in the league. And that's terrible. We have like three goals on the power play in the month of February. And that's costing us points. It costs us two points tonight. I mean, the four on three in overtime, there's no excuse not to score on that. A four on three is like almost all the way to a five on three. Like it, it's it's something you got to score on, especially when it's a full two minutes. So that's the number one reason that we lost tonight. Not even really the shootout. I mean, the shootout sucked, but I mean, what are you going to say? It's a shootout. It's not uh, <laughs> yeah, and and that's one thing that I I hate about shootouts. And I'm, but the thing is, is what are you gonna? It's better than a tie. Shootout? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You're right. But it, but a game like that, that I mean, it was a pretty good game. The the stars, I I agree with you, Chris. They deserve to win this game. But UC Saro stood on his head. He was the better goaltender tonight. He had to be the better goaltender tonight. Yeah. And the stars couldn't take care of it. The business on the power play. That's really what yeah. it was. That's the theme of the month. I mean, there's a lot more wins that we get this month just if our power play plays the way that they normally do. And that's really, it's really costing us recently. I think a big, I mean, a big finger you can point is at our offensive D guys. They're, they're not really showing up the way they were earlier. They had lots of assists, setting up lots of stuff on the power play. They didn't look good tonight. Honestly, there's a lot of just bobbles with the puck, not good movement. I mean, it, it really wasn't good. So so let's go ahead and get into the goal summary for this game, and uh, we'll kind of talk about some of the some of the storylines coming out of this game tonight. Uh, and we'll we'll obviously hit the power play here again here in a little bit. But uh, at the beginning of the game, uh, right off the bat, there is a there. I wouldn't say it's really a fight. It was more like a kerfuffle, if that makes any sense. Uh, it, it was uh, Radic Voxa and Tanner Juno, which honestly, that's a good trade-off for me you know Tanner Juneau is a good rookie he's been good this year and they're both off the ice for five minutes that starts the game and maybe pumps a little bit of 
of energy into the stars maybe i mean i i think it was good it was it was the right thing for fox to do in my opinion i especially like it based off of how we started the jets game so the jets game we didn't start playing until the first goal and then tonight the fight just i mean that's going to instantly spark you and if it doesn't you're definitely doing something wrong so i think it's a good it's a good way to get it going when you know that your team can't get itself going without something happening in the game mm-hmm. So we'll just start every game with a fight. Put Fox out there, make him fight, because Lord knows he can't score. I feel bad for the guy. <laughs> it, it, he he's got some sort of nagging injury going on with him, and it, I mean, I know he's not he he he's not the guy that we expected him to be when we signed him or when we drafted him. Excuse me. We expected him to kind of be like a second line center, maybe maybe even a top line person, but you know. I mean, I don't know how many goals he has on the season. I think he might have one, maybe two. But, you know, we kind of need more from Fox in that role, and we didn't really get that from him. And he had his opportunities tonight. He really did. He had a, at least two or three. Uh, he was that I on can the doorstep of. for the game-winning goal, and he whiffed on the first one and put the second one right into the logo. Right. I mean, that, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, more than half the guys on our team would have scored that. Well, going into the first period, about six minutes and 54 seconds into the game, uh, it would start penalty trouble for both teams tonight. My gosh. Uh, John Klingberg. I'm going to talk about it again. The officiating tonight again sucked. It was awful. Really? I, I didn't think I, – I thought some of them were ticky-tacky, but I, I didn't think it was all that bad. It was It was bad. The, other than the high stick on Ben, okay, how about they were super ticky-tacky. Then going into the third, they called nothing. I mean, it's just so inconsistent. It's crazy. Yeah, but at at the same time, you can't complain about the fact that they didn't give us opportunities. Oh, no, we I'm not complaining, I'm not complaining about game. that. I'm just saying the refs suck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll fully accept that the stars <laughs> suck, too, but the refs are bad as well. I'm just keeping this going as a recurring segment on the show. When is Chris <laughs> going to complain about the refs? <laughs> Well, uh, the the first period would continue on, and I honestly, guys, I thought in the first, you know, for the first ten minutes that the Stars were the better team. I really thought so. I agree. And then I wouldn't say it was against the flow of play because it was a it was a two on two opportunity, but uh, Nashville would score first first if I can talk uh, from Tomasino. He a, a rookie gets his seventh of the year from Dante Fabro, and it. I mean, it was just a, a well-placed shot is, is all it was. And then Nashville is on the board first. They're leading one to nothing about halfway through the first period. Yeah, I mean, it was a bad play by Hockenbaugh. Hockenbaugh kind of just let him go by, not very strong in the puck, which is kind of sad because he played great on the penalty kill and he makes yeah, the I one mistake that, that goes yeah. in the back of the net. So unfortunate, but one mistake goes in often. So can't let a bad one like that happen, especially given the guy the slot. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, and you know, more penalties in the first period would continue. Nashville would take a pen- penalty. Uh, Carrier would get a slashing penalty against Jacob Peterson. The Stars would do absolutely nothing with that power play. It was recurring, atrocious. Theme. Yeah, recurring <laughs> theme. Uh, going so going into the first intermission, it's one to nothing, and I, I wouldn't say that I was frustrated, but I was kind of like, oh man, like really. Like we, we, we played a really good period and we're down by a goal and I wasn't too worried because I figured they would, they would, you know, kind of up, up the energy a little bit more in the second, which they did. Uh, and going into the second period, uh, Robertson would actually get a goal very early on in the period. 
and he would get his 22nd of the year from Pavs and Suter. So it's that it's the Minutemen line again, taking care of business, and it yep. ties the game one to one. Yep, one one game break for the Minutemen, and they're right back at it. And mm-hmm. same for uh, same for Robertson. He has his his terrible goal scoring slump that was just inexcusable by him. I mean, truly <laughs> awful play overall. So really glad he's back on the sheet because man. Well, and it again, he just he had he's had so many opportunities over the last couple of games, and it, it's finally nice to see him get rewarded for a goal that you know maybe should have been saved, but whatever. Uh, it was it's good still, aggressive play by the whole. It was a good aggressive play. Yeah, him. that's true. And but that seemed to be a recurring theme tonight for the Stars. Is it, yeah. Lots of good aggressive play. You know, we're on a. I know it's a back to back, and we played really well and stuff like that. But I really would have liked to see more goal support. Yeah. And uh, it just it it didn't happen tonight. So if if I had to be negative, it, it's got to be that that. You know the the stars are putting in the work, but the results are not showing right now, and that's that's slightly frustrating. And that seems to be a theme over the past you know week, week and a half, two weeks. Is that you know the stars are playing well enough to win, but they're not scoring. And, and the big it, thing that they're not scoring is the power play. It really is. I mean, yeah. from being fourth in the league on the power play to being in the bottom half—that's a huge jump. I mean, we're not in the we're not in the bottom half now, but for the month we're in the bottom half. Y'all know what I'm yeah. saying. But that's yeah, a, yeah, that's a bunch of goals that are dropping off, so it, it makes sense. But we do need to we either need to get the power play going or we need to find them somewhere else. And I didn't want to get into this before we finish the goal summary, but I'm going to anyway. Go for the it. The bottom half of the lineup for the stars is not helping us whatsoever, like in any way. There's no checking line. We don't have the FCC line like we boasted about from a while ago. There's honestly not great faceoff percentage. The first period. Faceoffs, we were losing 35 to 65. That's pretty awful. I mean, if those lines can't win face, like that's the thing that the bottom line is supposed to do best is win faceoffs, and they couldn't do it. The third line hasn't found, we haven't found any combination that gets the third line any kind of scoring. I mean, so those two lines aren't helping on defense. They're historically haven't been great in the power on the penalty kill. They have recently, but even then, still on the penalty kill, we have. Hints killing penalties. We have Pavelski killing penalties. We have Ben killing penalties. It's not Sagan. the bottom guys. Sagan's killing penalties too. Yeah, it's not the bottom guys. So we talk about, oh, it's only a one-line team. And we've been on Ben and Sagan who have been real a lot better as of recently. But the bottom half of the team is not helping whatsoever. And it's especially apparent in these past two games because we see the Jets game all top heavy. We're playing lines one and two all game long because they're the only ones who can do anything. We cut them into this game, and we can't roll four lines. We can't do it. They're not good enough. If we roll four lines, we're going to get beat. And that's going to get us into a lot of trouble, and that's a hard way to win hockey games when you're relying on the oldest team in the league to just have 22 minutes each night for your top line. Like That's not, that's not a recipe for success. So yeah, that's a, those bottom that's a, guys who were trying to hold on to his spot are not doing a good job. And I'm very happy that we got that waiver pickup. That's a great start to it, I think. So we got to start making guys nervous for their jobs. That, that's a lot of good analysis there, Chris. That's a lot of good insight because I, I was actually going to mention that here towards the end. Uh, but we did. So it, with news wise, we pick up Studnika from New Jersey. I kind of did a little bit of research on him and he's mostly been on the fourth line. He's, He's not like a overly 
you, you know, he, he doesn't have like a, a huge upside like, you know, Robertson does and hints and all that sort of stuff. But the thing is that I first noticed about him compared to the other rest of the team. Guess how old he is? He's 24. He's 24 compared to the guy that we just waved. 20 uh, Tanner Caro, which Caro has been good for us recently. But, you know, 29, 24, that's that's a big difference. And maybe that says something about what Nil is thinking about going into the trade deadline and what he thinks he needs to do for this team. Do you think it's maybe getting more youthful? And that's why he's going out and getting this guy? Or well, what do y'all think? Even when we were the offseason, when we picked up Raffle, like, I I hated that pickup. I mean, we have young guys who are chomping at the bit to get into the NHL who are ready to play their hardest so that they, they can earn a spot and they're not even given a chance. I mean, Raffle has had – there's been no question if Raffle's going to be in the lineup. I mean, he's been in from opening night. He's never had anyone pressure him for his job. And what has Raffle really done? I mean – He's an average penalty killer. I mean, not really. I mean, our penalty kill is pretty bad. I mean, it jumped a bunch of spots recently, but over the season, it hasn't been good. Is it's he like streaky. a great four checker? Not really. Is he a great defender? Not really. I haven't noticed anything. He's unnoticeable. So, I mean, I don't know why we insist on getting these veteran guys with experience to come in and play these roles when we could have guys who really care and are trying their hardest just to make a name for themselves, those guys are going to have more passion. And that's something that this team lacks a ton of is the passion. And I think that's a big reason right there. And, you know, I'll jump on the bandwagon with you, uh, with you saying that, you know, the bottom six really needs a lot of work. And, you know, I'm starting to, you know, kind of agree with you even more because obviously we saw that, with all the all the moves that were made, not just the Studenica pickup on waivers, but uh, the fact that Riley Tufty came in here tonight in a physical he game, good. and he looked pretty decent tonight. Now he didn't play very much. I think he only played five. Uh, he played five minutes and forty nine seconds tonight, and that was about it. Which is ridiculous. On the forecheck, really, he was so hard and pushing, like <laughs> right. And you know that. And obviously, I think Jim Nil and Rick Bonus are noticing the same thing that you are, Chris. Because, I mean, all of those moves 100, 100% solidify that opinion, what you're talking about. So that, that's a, a really good point. And, you know, we we really are getting the offense that we need for the most part. Lately, it's been kind of dried up because the power play has not been taking care of business. But that, that bottom six, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> that bottom statement, the bottom six statement, you know, really needs to be pushed even more. And maybe... Maybe it's a bad thing to go. You know, I, I've been saying if, if you're going to buy, go and get a top six winger. Maybe that's not the answer for the stars right now. If you're really going to buy at the trade deadline. So, uh, I don't know. What what, what, I mean, what do you think? I mean, just looking at the at stats of the bottom six players, the best goal scoring forwards in the bottom six we've, six we've had this year has been Peterson and Glendinning. And Peterson has nine goals and Glenn Denning has seven. So, yeah. No Ruffle, no Foxa. They've been bad. <laughs> Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NBA is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. 
If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 years of age or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit required. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 1-877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. <laughs> I, I think, Fo- you know, and uh, l- let me talk about Fox for a second, because I-, I think he's he's getting a lot of hate and he he deserves to get a lot of hate because he's not playing super well this year. And he's playing bad. Uh, he, he's playing hurt. He's playing bad. But I don't I, know if he's playing. I, I know. Hurt. I mean, last year we know he was playing hurt. He had he had a messed up hand or wrist or whatever. Mm-hmm. This year, we don't know if he's playing hurt. I mean, I, I'm pretty much on the edge of done giving him passes for whatever's ailing him recently. And, I mean, and that's fine, but the, to the point, I, I don't agree with some people that are saying, you know, we should just get rid of him. Um, it, I mean, the, a lot of people are saying that right now, at least I'm seeing on Twitter, and I'm just kind of like, I, I'm not at that point right now. I mean, he's he's allowed to have a, a bad season. And he has had two have bad, bad seasons season. in a row. Okay, okay but... This we, is the second. Bad. Yeah, okay, that's fine. And he hasn't been but, great before that. Well, and His best I, I time was with the think. FCC line. I still don't think that that it, it's time to to pass on him. In my I just opinion. think a guy just, like Damiani or Delandria in that spot, like, could have so much more impact, so much more energy for the team. It just feels well, like now, Fox and Rafael could... Glendinning hat don't don't aren't worried about their spot. So why do why should they bring more energy whenever they're not going to be the guys to score? They're not worried about their spot. They're just kind of playing whenever they're put out there. Now, Damiani, I might agree with you on. He hasn't really been given an opportunity as much. But Delandria, I, I mean, he had he kind of had his opportunity last year, and he, he started off real strong and kind of faltered off. And then, I mean, well, and you and I were both commenting on it in the middle of the season, the fact that, oh, that's a really bad defense. Oh, that's, oh, oh, yes. no, no. You, you can take your pick of Stars prospects. I'm saying anybody given the chance I feel like would bring more energy to the team than all three of those guys at the, on the bottom line are. And I just, it's just not, it's not healthy for a team to have its base. Like, it feels like those guys don't care. I mean, there's no identity with them. There's not like they don't, we don't put them up against the, uh, their check, their offensive lines. They're not a checking line. They're not a four checking line. They're not a defensive line. I mean, what are they? A face off line? (laughs) Like, that's not going to get you much. <laughs> but it, it, is that what's missing, Chris, though? It, is it just youthful energy in the bottom six? Is I mean, that really what's missing? That's not the only thing that's missing, but it's something that's missing that we haven't talked about a lot this season, which I, I thought was worth noting tonight because I, I feel like young legs in the second game of a back-to-back, that could that really be something help. huge. 
Yeah. And it felt like we had, there, there was no energy. And I mean, it makes sense for them to have no energy. They still played hard tonight without the speed. I'm not f- faulting them on that at all. But there's just, there, there was n- no speed. And if, I feel like you get some with younger guys who maybe didn't play as much the night before. Maybe you can play them a lot more in the first period of the second night of a back-to-back. But we don't have that option because all of our guys are older veterans who aren't known for speed. But again, you've got Haskinen who who's got speed. You got Hens who's got speed. You've got Garyanov who's got speed. You At all times, we've seen Peterson to twenty-seven minutes the night before. I but, mean, and they did it again tonight too. You're done. Yeah, and the the lack of speed on the fourth line, the lack of the ability to play them against the good players on the other team, makes that a necessity. We have to play those guys that much because otherwise, we're going to lose, no doubt. So. And, and, and there's nothing we can do about this right now, honestly, in my opinion. Like, this is just the way this team is going to be built. And if we sell, then that can be taken care of. But it's just something I wanted to mention because we haven't really talked about it. We put a lot of pressure on the top guys, but we're, we're not getting help from the bottom either. So, uh, you know, 15 minutes later, get back into the goal summary. There is no goal summary. <laughs> That's it. But uh, we, we should talk about uh, the third period a little, or the rest of the second period a little bit because it was just, you know, penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty. Uh, a Jamie, fun way to watch hockey. Yeah, and seriously, it, it was not fun. Uh, but Jamie Benn would get a double minor for high sticking. Uh, Ryan Suter would get a cross-checking penalty. Matt Duchesne would get a, a roughing penalty, which I, I guess a bear hug is a roughing penalty now. <laughs> well, the I don't cross-check know. was garbage too, so. Yeah, the, that was garbage. I agree. Um, and then Ryan Suter again would get slashing, uh, get a slashing call on Philip Forsberg. Double garbage. Which that, yeah, that was that was garbage as well. But uh, again, you know, Ryan Suter, that's two, you know, two penalties on him just in the second period. Um, and you know, as good as the penalty kill was tonight, you you have to look at the other side, and uh, we'll go ahead and get into it again. But just the lack of you know, ability to get a goal on the power play is really hurting this team. I mean, you just need one, just one out of the four that you got tonight. One out of the past the game. two games would have been huge. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're exactly right. And would we have weren't able to take care of business. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Both nights. Yes. Nine, nine missed opportunities to get two points. We have and more, not let the team get any. We have mm-hmm. more goals on the penalty kill than on the power play. Right. And, and I know that, you know, Razor was talking about that's a really big point in tonight's game, but you you gave an extra point to Nashville, a team you're trying to chase down. Um, and I, I know. Well, I, honestly, what that means for me is that we are not chasing Nashville anymore. We we are now firmly no, chasing, chasing that Nashville. second wild card spot. For me, no. we are we are chasing that second wild card spot, and that's it. Yeah, I I, agree. I don't agree I with don't that. Care, but... I don't care what teams it are. It is honestly, you're just you're just trying to you're just trying to sneak in. I mean, you're trying to scrap as many points as you can. This is a point that we didn't expect to get. I mean, honestly, can we all agree on that? Like second night to back to back, oldest team in the league. You expected a point out of this game? I did. Yeah, I really did. And and specifically because there have been big games lately where we have gone super flat and we have not played well. Uh, and I, I wish I could remember exactly what game it was, but uh, oh, it was the oh, Calgary game, the Calgary game, Calgary game. That, Calgary. That's that's what I'm talking about, because that was an opportunity for us to, you know, before they went on their insane 10 game winning streak, 
that was an opportunity for us to jump into the playoffs and, you know, take a team who we were chasing at, at that point. We're not anymore because they're way ahead. But, you know, we didn't show up for that game. We didn't. We, we, we got beat handily. And I was expecting I was expecting a win tonight. I really, I really was. And, and I know that seems crazy, but yep. just just because of the way that they came out in that game against Calgary, I'm sure that was something that Rick Bonus pointed out to the guys and said, guys, this is our opportunity. You get two points in this game tonight. You don't give them any. You have you're only two points behind the Nashville Predators with the game in hand. And it's not a full opportunity lost for the stars tonight, but I think it's like a half opportunity lost uh, for the stars tonight. If that makes any sense, but anyway, I don't think you ever expect a win on a back-to-back, especially on a Preds team that's doing very well. I mean, but not recently, but not recently. They haven't been. I mean, they beat the Panthers the other night in a great game, but they're, they're one in four in their last five. And so, Recently, yeah, but, they they haven't been very. But they should on a back to back with the speed and the weapons that they have. It, but they should have lost this game tonight too. They should have lost. We played better. Yes, we played better than them. But I'm still I'm still happy with the way we played overall as a team. So I'm not gonna hone in on the fact that we didn't we didn't win a second night of a back to back. I think that's a that's not a good thing to expect when it's and, and, a, a playoff team that you're playing. And maybe I I should be a little bit more clear with what I'm thinking. I, I'm not as ma- I'm not mad if that makes any sense. I'm just kind of like, ugh. if, if only we could have taken care of care of that. And it would, it would be so nice to, to be in that position. And it just seems like when the stars find themselves in a position where they can get in the playoffs or, you know, you know, it be favorable for them when it comes to the playoff picture, they can't take care of business. And I, I'll go way back there was a game at the end of the year, game 82. It was against the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota oh, was not going to make <laughs> the Minnesota was not going to make the playoffs and all Dallas had to do was win the game. All they had to, in any way, any way, all they had to do was win the game and they were in the playoffs and they didn't take care of business. What year was that? I want to say it was 2012. Oh, I don't even remember it. I'd have to look it up, but I remember being so hacked off after that game and I, I was i was much younger i was like your age oh my gosh i'm old <laughs> okay but but, but i'll, I'll it, agree with anyways. you it's a big missed opportunity <laughs> because we did play better we deserve to win and yeah you're right it, it, it's a big chance i mean we would be in the playoff we'd be in the playoff spot right now if we won the game and when you deserve to win you you should find a way to but i'm i'm still overall happy with the way that we played and, and you know, Saros did have a huge game tonight too. He he, he there were uh, he one, two, three, four. Us. He does four he does. four shots in particular that I was just like, okay, that's a really good save. And yeah, yeah. two of them were Foxa. <laughs> so, well, but you know, look. whatever. But I- anyways, uh, anything else we need to talk about before I talk about stats? Um, the physicality of this game was like in- insane. It felt like a playoff game. It felt like a Stars Predators game. Yeah, it felt like a Stars Predators game. It's it's what they do every time they come together. Now it they these teams hate each other. They man. do I love like, it. Klingberg Klingberg getting into his ear on his way to the box. That was so <laughs> sweet. That was awesome. Let him have it, dude. Yeah, you, know, you know, honestly, 
I thought Klingberg kind of sold it a little bit, if you ask me on that on that I penalty. Mean, he and took the... two hacks at his skates. You want him not to fall? Uh, no, no, I'm not saying that. You know, he that he shouldn't have fallen, but I, I think he sold it a little bit, and I think that's maybe why he was chirping a little bit. It, it was nice to see. So good for Klingberg. Always love Preds games, though. They're so fun. Ever, yep. ever, ever since the winter the winter classic it was already a rivalry and then the winter classic just like just solidified it, yeah. it it was like exactly. yeah this is gonna be it for the next five years and you know uh, just to mention this too because I, I thought it was interesting but i i was really confused at the beginning of the game because they kept booing Suter, and i was just like okay he was a former predator or whatever and then but they wouldn't boo radulov and i was like what, what what's going on with that and i had to put it on twitter and and uh one of the nashville fans kind of pointed out to me He's like, you know, when he left Nashville to go to Minnesota, he said, oh, I'm not going to leave Nashville. I'm going to stay in Nashville, and I'm, you know, loyal to the fan base there. And he totally did a 360 and turned around and – or 180 and turned around and took the 12-year contract. But yeah. anyways, I, I thought that was interesting and, well, and worth a note tonight. When you get a 12-year contract. <laughs> you can't even get those anymore. Yeah, That's not yeah, possible. He, he, they literally made the rule because of him. So <laughs> Right. Him and Zach Parise. So um, – you know, a couple of players that I, I really noticed tonight that were good. Um, Jamie Ben was really good tonight, in my opinion. The physicality, yes. the, he, he thrives in these kind of games. And I, I know he's not the same Jamie Ben that he was when he was, you know, uh, Beast Ben or, you know, Beast Mode Jamie Ben or whatever. But he, he's still putting up uh, a good fight. He's still, you know, solidifying that second line, which, I mean, for nine and a half million, it sucks that he's doing that. He should be a first liner, <laughs> but at, at least he's doing it. And the other guy that I wanted to point out tonight was Tyler Sagan. Um, and he's it, it almost been doing it kind of quietly, but and I mentioned it just yesterday. But he's been a point per game player for the Stars for the last fifteen games. Yep. So uh, we really need that that those guys to kind of push some offense. And you know the the one thing that I wanted to point out that was kind of unsavory tonight was. The fact that that top line is getting a lot of chances, especially in the game tonight, and they're not really burying many of their chances, which is very unusual and very bad news if you're the Dallas Stars. So Yeah. Well, again, I'm going to go back to it too. Power play again. I mean, that first yeah. line, they score five on five a lot, but they score a ton on the power play too. So, I mean, that's going to be another big thing on it. James, you got anything else? Before I go um, go into stats, one thing that I one player I really liked, specifically one play from Thomas Harley tonight was oh was yes his step yes. up on the on the offense there that was really nice to see and it's something that we don't even see from any our any of our defensemen right now so seeing him come up like oh, that yeah. and take that shot that was that was awesome I'm loving Harley on defense right now he's bringing yeah, something he, that Sekera and Hanley just don't like he's bringing the size he's bringing the aggressiveness like you're saying james i think that's been a great addition hopefully he he stays around for a while because I'm, I'm loving it right now i have has... go, sorry, ahead, go sorry. ahead ryan oh okay well... <laughs> dang it sorry. <laughs> go I, I, i'm gonna be over here you go ahead <laughs> i forgot what i was gonna say because of that i am sorry. so i'm despondent bro i have no idea despondent what what, what are you an sat student golly that's like a 20 dollar word Okay. Sorry, we Anyways, use big I, words here in AM. I know you're, okay. you're not used to that over at SFA. So. I know, Stephen and Foston, you know, m music educator, genius people. Well, I'll talk and I'll let you remember what you were going to talk about. Uh, 
one thing I did want to talk about actually, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that James about Harley was the, is the lack of offense from our uh, demon, you know, this season, we haven't really seen that very much. And, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, the first lines doing all the scoring and stuff like that. Well, if we had a little bit of help from, I mean, any of our top three guys, Miro, Klinger, or Lindell, you know, Lindell's shown some offensive upside in years past. If we have just a little bit from them, that helps a ton. And I don't know if it's they're just not taking shots or if they're just not pushing it enough or, or what the deal is with that. But I think that's a really big, important point that if we want to make the playoffs and we want to be, you know, more ambitious in the playoffs and push for, you know, second round if we do make the playoffs, those three guys have got to step up more offensively. And I know we ask them to play big minutes, but still, we need more from them in that aspect. And that's one of the reasons why I mentioned the play from Thomas Hartley right there. Because because like, he's the only one doing it. Yeah, the, the most the defenseman with the most goals on our team right now is Ryan Suter, and he only has four. So that's, that's really bad. And the we, fact I, I didn't even say are, his name when I was mentioning that. I, yeah. I should have said his name and and, and he's yeah. our leading scorer on the on the blue line. I, I'm pretty sure we are one of the worst teams in defensive goal in defenseman goals. We are the in the bottom half with Klingberg, Haskinen, and Suter, which is awful. That's amazing. And not in a good way. Yeah. That's just amazing incredulous. I'll leave There's y'all. a big word. Good, good good job, buddy. I'm proud. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I'll leave y'all with one final good thought. Ottinger has it's not a fluke now. He he is set. He is go. He, he is the starter for the stars right now. He's playing out of his mind. He is very confident. If we can find our power play and our defense can find some offense, we're going to be playing great, and we're going to get into the playoffs no problems. Those are two big ifs. But I'm I like the way that he's clicked. We just got to find those other two things. I, I we talked you me me and you Ryan talked about while I was in the car how. Selling is is a really, it looks really good right now. We can get a lot from the guys that we have as rentals, but, but there's that all, little glimmer of hope. If those right, things click, go away. If, if the power play comes back, if that front line is on full blast, if the D shows up and starts scoring goals, the Stars are one of the best teams. Those are some huge ifs, but they have the stuff. Like this, ha- this team has the stuff to be a great team, and that's why it's so hard to just absolutely say sell because this team can be great. They're just, they're not living up to it right now. And again, we saw it in 2020 when we started, there's always when we started that this chance. podcast. There's, there's always, always that, that chance. chance. It, like that, that there's little, the, that little speck just needs to go away and it would be so much easier to sell everything. A little glimmer of hope. Indespondent. Indespondent. Oh, flipped it around. Nice. Uh, all right. Anyways, let's get into the into game stats. Um, shots on goal was twenty eight to twenty in favor of the Stars tonight. Um, faceoff percentage. I thought we lost a lot more draws, but apparently we still won the faceoff battle tonight. The first uh, 50- we did. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Fifty seven to forty three. Uh, we mentioned the power plays. O for nine all together for both teams. O for four for the Stars. O for five Jeff, for the Preds. And uh, like you said, James, uh, a real physical game tonight, at least according to the stats guys there at uh, whatever their building is called. Bridgestone. Um, Bridgestone, that's right, the tire. And uh, the hits were 44 to 31 in favor of Nashville, which is not surprising when these two teams get together. 
And uh, per period for shots on goal, it was eight to nine in favor of the Preds in the first, nine to five in favor of the Stars in the second, eight to four in favor of the Stars in the third. And then OT with us having the power play, which we didn't really talk about much, uh, three to two in favor of the Stars in that regard. So that's that. Um, it's it, it's kind of a weird feeling for for me again, just to put a bow on it. I'm I'm sad we didn't get the two points and still and gave Nashville two points, but I'm also semi okay with the way that the stars, but no, I'm very happy with the way the stars played tonight. I just wish they had gotten the, the second point. That's all. So that's me at the end of the day. Yep. Any last words, gentlemen stars keep crawling their way back up 59 points. We're tied technically for the second playoff spot with Edmonton and Anaheim. So we are slowly moving up a little bit next game, James. It's it's it. On Sunday, 1 p.m. against Buffalo in Dallas. It's a home game. Oh, what do the Stars do on 1 p.m. Sunday games, James? Uh, Shut up! They lose. That's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> so the goal for next game is going to be don't lose. Yes, literally. I mean, I don't even care because this is a team that's, one, not going to make the playoffs, and two, not gonna is not even in our conference. And three, so... traded Jack Eichel. <laughs> right, oh, exactly. Um, so hopefully we win that game and we'll be back, we'll be back with you guys, uh, that afternoon. Okay. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been the after game review for game 51 against the Nashville Predators. Once again, they lose by a final score in a shootout two to one, um, along with Chris and James, I'm Ryan. This has been Starcaster Marks, and we will be with you guys at the next game. We will catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you guys have a fantastic evening, morning, whenever you're listening to it. Have a good night.